Amen. Hallelujah. Hey, y'all go ahead and make your way in. We're going to get ready to have church this morning. Uh, hallelujah. Anybody ready to have church? Just one person, two persons. That's good. We're two or more gathered. We there. Right. Well, we got more than two on the stage. We're ready, if nothing else. So, hallelujah. Man, it's good to have the whole worship team back again. Jesus. <sighs> Isn't it just crazy? You know, that's what we just, we got to keep protecting ourselves and get away from all the crazy people. They could be your family, I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm going to leave that alone. Listen, I was talking to my sister the other day. It was her birthday, and I couldn't get her on her birthday. It was like, I constantly, I called. Oh, so I called her the next day, and she started, your mama and your sister. I said, oh, they're mine now, huh? <laughs> I was like, we're going there, huh? I said, listen, I stopped claiming my older sister years ago. She's yours, remember? Uh-uh. Oh, yeah, I done told you about that. She's yours. <laughs> She's, I, I don't live there. I'm away. She's your problem. But anyways, it is good to see everybody. Hopefully you have your bulletin with you. And uh, we're going to jump into a couple things in the bulletin. Uh, all right, so, so all of you that haven't been able to be here, there, there was Internet problems after the storm. Uh, our fiber line got pulled down by the wind. We got it put back up. Then it wouldn't work, and they fixed it, and then it was slow, and they fixed it. And, yeah, it was kind of the least of the problems compared to some people's electricity and other things. Uh, so... Some of the weeks we, uh, we had to stream from my phone is a hotspot, and so all of a sudden you'd see us, and we'd be there for 20 minutes, and then we'd move, you know, yeah. But we do have the videos online because we would go upload them later, and uh, so you definitely need to catch up with what, because like last week uh, I, I was preaching on being Pentecostal, the life of faith. I never got to point one, uh, so I had to, because point one was a life of faith, never quite got there. Uh, and, and so you need to go watch that video. So uh, they, I called that one being Pentecostal intro. And then uh, Wednesday night, uh, what was that one? That was uh, are you being intimidated? Put your steel toe boots on and, um, and go ahead. And uh, I can show you my notes. And they asked me afterward, where'd that come from? I have no idea. And I stayed right there the whole time. I didn't go off the stage. It was kind of crazy. Um, yeah, so that was a really good one about spiritual intimidation and, and how it's affecting us. And just, just one of the quick things about that is the fact that we, we allow fear and we allow intimidation and things to get in our life. And just one of the things that I've noticed that's been really, really crazy is, is like, think about this, okay? Uh, people will go to work. They'll go to the store. They'll do all kind of things, but they'll stay away from church because they're afraid of COVID. Isn't that crazy? You know, and, and I'm not judging people, but I'm making the comment because it's a mental thing. And, and can I tell you this, that, that we have an EPA certified fogger in the back. We fog all the chairs, all of the altar, the stage, the doors, the bathroom, the tables between every service. Walmart doesn't do that, but we walk in there. Well, some of us do. I hate Walmart. I don't hate Walmart. I just dislike checking myself out. I don't want to work at Walmart. I did that years ago. Yeah. My son gets mad at me because every time at the end of checking out, it says, how was your experience? One. Why? Because I didn't want to check myself out. I, I didn't come here to work. You know, give me my 1099 at the end of the year. And uh, so, but anyways, so, you know, it, it's a mentality that is affecting the church and it is affecting the people 
right? And, and I saw a post just to kind of, I'm going to get off this in a second. But uh, I saw a post that online school is okay for, it's not okay for our students, right? People don't want, but they're okay with online church. Ooh, that was in there. But they'll fight tooth and nail that our kids can't go online. But, yeah, so we've got to fight against the mentality the world is trying to give us. California, it's illegal to go to church right now. They're going to arrest you if you even go to church. Uh, there's been a big Baptist church fighting this from day one. There's now another church that uh, they were doing some Bible studies at home. That's now illegal. They arrest people for meeting in their homes doing Bible studies. Which you can protest and you can do all these other things. And, and so, yeah, well, I wouldn't go on So, it's a mentality, guys. It's a spiritual mentality trying to divide the church and trying to stop the people of God. And we've got to break it. I, as you noticed, I wear my mask the entire time when I'm around people. Right? It, it, I'm doing what we're supposed to be doing. We're in phase three, though. Hallelujah. Can we get a clap for that? Jesus. But now don't go out and get crazy. Wear your mask. Social distance. Clean your hands. You should have been wearing, washing your hands anyways. Yeah. So... So there's all these different things going on in the world, and we've got to continue to fight against it. And that's why we're going to get into this series of being Pentecostal. But we've got a memory verse on there today. Matthew 28, 19, and 20. Hopefully you've been memorizing these things. This is a good one. This one fits with being Pentecostal. Actually fits with just being a Christian, honestly. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you, and behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. That's a good verse to memorize. Problem is, if we memorize this one, it will remind us what we're supposed to be doing. So that's always a little bit of a tough one. So, uh, but today we're going to get into being Pentecostal and the life of faith, so I'm not going to get into that with you. Uh, listen, continue to pray. Pray for the people of our church. We still have some that are sick, you know, and, and it's affecting different people differently. Uh, which we knew it would. So pray for our family. That's how I pray. I pray for my new life family. That way, in case I don't know who's sick, I'm kidding him. If I know they're sick, I call their name out specifically, right? And, and so we're continuing to pray for those that, that are sick of, listen, right now, allergies, man, this, this smoke that's in the air has been just getting me with sinuses, and, and you don't want to cough, you know, God forbid you go to a store with a sinus drip, you know, and you have allergies. Uh, so, you know, let's just keep praying for each other that we don't get any of this stuff. Uh, and as my wife says, we definitely don't want to get the cocoa. And, uh, you know, yeah. Uh-huh. Yes. Right, not yet. Yeah, he was talking about the nursing homes. Uh, they are working on something where they can allow families to visit, but I know it's, just keep praying for our nursing homes. Um, guys, we just need to be doing a lot of prayer. We're doing a lot of prayer, amen? So let, let's just keep doing that. Now, today, you know, we have our offering trays outside. Uh, we thank you for, for those that have been giving online. Even I know there's, there's some that haven't been able to be here. They're still watching online. They're giving online. Sometimes they mail them in. But let's continue to be faithful to what God is doing right? Just because we're, we're on vacation doesn't mean we take a vacation from God. Uh, you know, unlike the old saying, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, God sees everything. And, you know, the Word of God teaches us to be faithful in our giving, faithful in our tithing, to give. It, there's, there's so many different scriptures, so let's make sure we're faithful to that. We're faithful to what God is doing. Let's not take a vacation on Him because He's never taken a vacation on us. 
He never does. Amen. And so we've got the uh, the trays in the back with the offering envelopes, and you can you can leave them in the uh, after service, or you can go online to newlifeag.church, and you'll see a little giving area right there, and you can do that as well. Listen, I'm going to pray this morning, and we're going to go worship. Can we do that? Come on. Come on. We're going to get ready to worship today. We've been singing and worshiping this morning. Listen, we're a worship team, but we're worshipers. Every one of us are worshipers, and uh, we... You know how we know if we've had a good worship set today? Is if we've had fun. That's, that's how we know. Because we want to have fun when we worship. Amen. Uh, so I'm going to come up here and uh, get ready. i got to get my ears on and all that good stuff. And uh, we're going to pray. Hallelujah. Let me back up this thing. Get ready to do all this. Anybody ready to worship today? Amen. Well, come on. Let's stand up and get ready this morning. So, Father, we... We thank you that we get to be in your house, Lord. We're so thankful that we get to be in your presence. Because there was so much time in the past where people were not allowed to be in your presence. But thankfully, through Jesus Christ and the blood, the cross, we are able to be in your presence. Holy Spirit, have your way in this service today. Have your way through us. Well, you know that's been my prayer. This Holy Spirit would have his way in this place. Lord, we need your fire again. We need a fresh touch. We need healings and miracles. We need signs and wonders. We, we need people being saved and set free. And so many things, God. And we know that you want to, so don't allow any of our hindrances or our problems get in the way of that. And we ask this all in Jesus' name. You agree with that this morning? Amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah. Let me grab some water. Hallelujah.
more time. Come on. I'm no longer a slave to fear. I am a child of God. I'm no longer a slave to fear. I am a child of God. God was asleep while there was a storm and uh, they woke him. The storm's going to kill us. Peace. Be still. And he calmed the storm by doing what? He spoke to it. Oh, my storm is too big. It's bigger than whatever they were in. It's the Pacific Ocean. I'm going to tell you a fact. When, when the Israelites crossed the Red River, they were over 650 feet down. And they went, some people did models to see how far they walked. Four hours. I don't know how heavy a gallon, I think like what, two pounds, something like that? A gallon of water? 650 feet down. This, splitting it, parting it, and four hour walk. They said it was like a five kilometer walk. That, I don't know how many miles, I'm not that smart. You realize that was, I could probably say maybe seven digit pounds of water that he just did. Boom. And that was probably not even an ounce of God's strength. So whatever storm in your life you think is oh so big and mighty, it's, it's probably the size of a mustard seed. And faith the size of a mustard seed can move a mountain. So what are you afraid of? What are you afraid of? You think I like standing up here? No. I'm shaking, if you can't see that. I, sh I normally shake. But I'm shaking. I don't like this. But somebody doesn't get it. You're no longer a slave to fear. Are you going to believe it or just sing it? You're not a slave to fear. Believe it. It took me a long time to believe that. You're not. Believe it.
this morning come on are you a child of God hallelujah
give him praise this morning.
want to hear you this morning. How great is our God. Sing with me how great is our God. Oh, we'll see how great, how great. Come on, hold it out. Is our God. Give him praise. Come on, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, let's give him praise this morning. Father, you are worthy. Jesus, you are worthy. You are worthy. You are worthy. Come on, give somebody a spiritual high five since you got to stay six feet away. Hallelujah. It's good to see everybody, even though I'm six feet away. Oh, I'm going to come over here. No, that was, I can't do that twice. Hallelujah. Let me get rid of that. Get to that. Hallelujah. Come on. You may want to turn this down just a hair. (laughs) We'll see what happens. Ooh, Lord. Grab your Bibles this morning. You're going to need them. Can I tell you, you're going to need them every day? (laughs) Can I tell you, hopefully you don't have what happened to me. I didn't have my Bible setting on my stand like I normally do when I was preaching. So I went to my phone and I was pulling up Matthew chapter 11 and I was trying to preach from that. And I'm like, this don't look right because I, I didn't have it in there in my notes. I just I wanted to go to it real quick. Why does my phone not say the same thing? It's because I'd hit Matthew 17 instead of 11. I was really getting nervous if any of my other references were correct. See a preacher sweat really fast. Whew, Jesus. Listen, so I, I want to talk to you about being Pentecostal in a life of faith. Being Pentecostal is not all about speaking in tongues. Can I get an amen on that? Then why do we just major on that? Right? When, when somebody asks us, oh, you're Pentecostal, what's that mean? We pray in the spirit, brother. What about all the rest of it? Right? There's so much more that goes on when you accept the Pentecost and the Holy Spirit in your life. There's so much more than just praying in the Spirit. Now, praying in the Spirit is very important, but that's not all there is. That, that's not all that happens. So we're going to turn this morning. I think you've got it in there. Boom. Acts chapter 2. Isn't that where I started out at this morning? Hallelujah. Jesus. We know this, vor- this verse, right? I saw a, a shirt years ago. And it was, a, it was a shirt that had Jesus standing there with a, with a cross, and Satan had lumps on his head. And it said, Jesus beat the devil up with a two by four. Acts two and four. Yeah, it was just, it was one of those youth shirts, yeah. Only teenagers really get a kick out of those kind of shirts. Um, but look at what it says. And when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all assembled together in one place. Hmm. And when suddenly there came a sound from heaven like the rushing of a violent tempest blast. And it filled the whole house in which they were sitting. Stay right there. I got to touch on a couple things here real quick so that you can be fully caught up with where we are today. Don't worry, the air conditioners are going to warm up just a little bit for you. Hey, turn that one up two degrees, Wendy. Kicked off the Wi-Fi again. When suddenly there came a sound from heaven like the rushing of a violent tempest blast, and it filled the whole house in which they were sitting. 
Can, can I tell you now that, that sometimes you may not understand what the Holy Spirit is doing, but I can tell you this much, that you will always, always, always find it in here. And if you can't back it up in here, I question it. I'm not saying it's not God. I just question why he would do it, right? I, I, I've told you that before. And, and the more I study the word, the more I become a student of the word, the more that's what I want to see. But we see this as a violent tempest blast came into the place. And a lot of denominations would have said that can't be God. We, we've got to stop being so judgmental about things that we may not understand and say, God, is that you? Show me in your word. I, th I think I told you this years ago. There was a, a, a preacher. Uh, he, he went and visited a friend of mine's church. And uh, it, it was really kind of weird the way it all transpired. But the guy walked up at the end of service and started prophesying. And he knew people's birthdays. And my first thought was, what? Is this God? Right? He's like, yeah, you're here. Your first name is this. Your birthday is this. And you work here. Oh, that's you. Come here. Oh, that, you know, and he was just like, and my first thought was, is can this be God? And I repented of that later. Why is it my first thought is, is this can't be God? Why is it God? This is amazing. Reveal yourself through it. Prove to me it's you, you know, instead of judging it and dismissing it. And can I tell you, the man is legit. He went through four separate people and the pastor, and I've showed you the video before, you know, and, and the very last person that he prophesied over, he revealed some things that that person had just talked to the pastor the day before about and nobody even knew. And, and, and again, it was legitimate. But my first thought was to judge it and push it down because it couldn't have been God. See, sometimes the Holy Spirit is going to do some things. And if we will just say, God, is that you? What are you doing? I want to understand. I don't want to get in the wrong river, but I don't want to miss this one. And as Pentecostals, we can't just throw everything out. Can't throw the baby out with the bathwater, right? You know, I still don't really understand that completely, but that's for another day. I don't know why people say that. I, there's many other sayings that are better than that one, but so we we can't do that. Okay, verse three, because if we do that there, then you look at verse three and what happens? And there appeared on them tongues resembling fire. See, this really, we you know, if if we throw everything out there, we'll never get here which were separated and distributed and which settled on each one of them. It settled on each one of them. Could you imagine some Christians today that are so judgmental about everything if all of a sudden a service fire popped out of all of our heads? Some of us would run to the altar and start repenting of things that we've been hiding. Ooh, I don't know where that came from. Some of us would sit there and start praising God and... Some of us would run out the door. <laughs> right? I told you, when I was first baptized in the Holy Spirit, well, you may not know. Last week, I, you know, as a little small child, my, my grandmother was United Pentecostal, right? And, and she was in a very radical style of, of a church of that. Now, this was a long time ago, long time ago, over in Texas. And, and me and my sister hid under the pew because they were running around hitting the walls, and it, it was nuts to me. I didn't understand it. Again, I didn't grow up in church, and my birth certificate said Baptist, but I didn't attend a Baptist church. And see, this stuff didn't make sense to me. And years later, now somebody says, you want to be baptized in the Holy Ghost? Uh, yeah, but you're not going to push me over. And that was our conversation as I 
eventually people fell around me and all this, and I woke up speaking in tongues and realized that he wasn't pushing me over. It was the power of God. Now, some people do push people over, and I'm not going into all that. But, see, we, again, being Pentecostal, we, we have to be willing to accept what God is doing when it lines up from the Word, guys. We can't just throw it out because we don't understand it or we don't want it. Which separated and distributed each of them, settling each one of them. Now, verse 4, right here. Look at this. And they were all filled, diffused throughout their souls with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other different foreign languages, tongues, as the Spirit kept giving them clear, loud expression in each tongue in appropriate words. The Spirit began to move through them. And that's where we stop is our experience of the Holy Spirit. Can I tell you there's so much more? Get that next slide up there for me. Boom. What does it mean to be Pentecostal? Today we're going to talk about living a life of faith. Because when you're filled with the power of the Holy Spirit, the same Spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead, you can't live a life of lack of faith. Right? If the Holy Spirit of God that wrote the book... You can't sit there and argue with him, well, I don't know if I believe that or not. Because he's in here, he wrote this, and you're putting the two together. Yeah, but I don't believe that part. It, does that make sense? But that's what we do. Living a life of faith is saying, I'm going to accept what the Lord does. I'm going to accept what the Holy Spirit does, and I'm going to get out of the boat a time or two. I can't just sit on the chair or the pew and say I'm living a life of faith and never do anything with it. Throw up that next one for me real quick. This is a definition. Pentecostalism. Look at this. I love this definition. This was from a magazine. Is a form of Christianity that emphasizes the work of the Holy Spirit and the direct experience of the presence of God by the believer. Look at that. Pentecostal, the experience. How many of us have really had an experience? A little touch here and there, and we say it's good. Can I tell you that those plants out front that I forget to water a lot don't grow very well like that if all they have is a little bitty touch every now and then. So that one we put outside because it wasn't doing very well, and we kept pouring water in it, and it's healthier today. This one here seems to do well with a little bit of water, but it's, I don't understand it because it's behind the pole most of the time. This one here, it, it's in the sunlight, and it, I don't know. But if all you ever get is a small experience and you stay there, are you really opening yourself to what God is doing? You know, they could have stayed on the other side of the Red River. I love that. I'm going to quote that forever, Rylan. But it was the experience of walking through it that forever changed them. Right? See, I've been through the Red Sea in a big old aircraft carrier. It's big. Right? And, and so see, but let's, let's continue. Pentecostals believe that, look at this, faith must be powerfully experiential. You've got you've to see some things. You've got to do some things. Why? Because God is real and he's doing things. Either he's dead, buried, and gone, and this is just a tale of some guy from the past, or it's not. And if you're not willing to put your faith out there and experience some things, look at this, and not something found merely through ritual or thinking. But that's what people will say about it. 
And I love the last part. Pentecostalism is energetic and dynamic. Listen, you can't be full of the Holy Ghost and be quiet. I'm just saying. When the Spirit of God starts moving and worship starts happening and, and things start going on, you can't sit there and be quiet and tell I'm full of the Holy Ghost. Well, you might be full, but you need to open the tap once in a while because it's getting stagnant. It's got the flow. It's got the flow. Being Pentecostal. Being Pentecostal should be a life lived with power. A life lived with power. Not constantly praying that I'm going to get power. Because either the Holy Ghost brings power or he does not. Let's look at life of faith. I'm going to finally get there. Hallelujah. Jesus, I'm at point one. I skipped a lot of things to get here today. Point one, Jude chapter one, verse 17. We're going to look at this. We're going to look at a couple scriptures. I'm going to grab some water while you're turning to Jude. Don't go to Jude chapter two because you'll miss it. Somebody got that one. There's only one book, one chapter of Jude. You'll go to the book of Revelation. Yeah. There's no S on it. Used to have a pastor there. You said what? What book is that? He, he'd always get you. It's not Revelations. Stop. It's Revelation. And he just, I don't know why it bothered him so much. Just remembering where it's at was, was good enough for me. So look at Jude chapter 1, verse 17 through 20. But you must remember, beloved, the predictions which were made by the apostles, the special messengers of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the anointed one. Look at verse 18. They told you beforehand in the last days in the end time they will be scoffers who seek to gratify their own unholy desires. Do we see that? Whew, even worse, ain't it? Getting worse all the time. My Lord. Following after their own ungodly passions. Boy, that one too. My Lord. It is these who are agitators setting up distinctions and causing divisions. Look at this. Merely sensual. Creatures, carnal, worldly-minded people, devoid of what? The Holy Spirit. And destitute of any higher spiritual life. But you, who's that talking to? Me. Beloved, build yourself up, founded on the most holy faith. Make progress, rise like an edifice higher and higher, praying in the Holy Spirit. Building yourself up in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. That's what the King James says. Praying in the Holy Ghost is what one of the other translations says. Guys, in the last days, how do we build ourselves up with the faith? He told us right there. How do we build ourselves up with the faith? We get into the Word of God. We spend time with the God. We allow faith to move through us. See, remember a couple weeks ago, I showed you this. For those that weren't here, I had to get my handy-dandy tongs out. In the tip of these tongs, it's a mustard seed. I had to use tongs so you could see how big it is because it's itty-bitty-bitty, smallest seed. Faith the size of a grain of mustard seed will look at a mountain and tell it, Mountain, be thy removed and cast into the sea. That much. Did it take this much faith? 
for the Holy Spirit to raise Jesus from the dead? Hmm, I don't know. It's not like he's lacking any faith. <laughs> he is part of the Godhead. He can do anything. But lie. Oh, gotcha. It takes that much to live a life of faith. Every one of us is given this. Mustard seed. But can I tell you that as long as I leave these seeds right here in this bottle, I'm going to close it up before I dump them all over the carpet, and it takes us a month to get them out. As long as I leave these organic mustard seeds, I didn't know seeds were not organic, but either way, uh, these organic mustard seeds in this bottle, they are good for nothing but to look at. That's why I leave them up there so you can look at them. They're just show. They will never produce anything. If you want to call yourself a person of faith and you never, ever, ever step out in faith, you're about as good as this bottle. I might be able to use it for a shaker, but it's not very loud. Y'all can't even hear it. That's how low it is. See how quiet it is? There it is. I got to make noise. See, that's how good it is. Living a life of faith is something that we should be doing every day. Paul uses the phrase praying in the spirit to refer to praying in tongues, okay? It can also mean prayer as led by the spirit or prayer in the spirit realm or pray by means of power of the spirit. That is the three different versions of that word Paul uses in different points, right? Like, like go to Romans 8. This is one of the instances where he uses it. That's why I wanted to throw, show you the, the three different versions in here as Paul wrote these things. Living a life of faith starts from prayer and takes action. Prayer. We do everything first with prayer and then action. If you don't know how to pray, come visit me on Sunday morning. I'll be right down here. If you notice this morning, I was right down here. Because I'm going to start doing that every week for those that want to learn how to pray. Am I going to tell you what to say? Nope. You're just going to get on your knees and you'll stay there as long as I'm there. That's how I learned to pray in the Holy Spirit. Right? I've told you this before. Right? When I first got saved, that night was a Saturday night. You know what they told me? Hey, uh, be at church tomorrow morning at this time. Okay. Uh, we're going to be in the back. We're going to be praying. Okay. So I got there, and I heard these people in the back, and so I'm, I'm trying to figure out where back is first, right? Because I've only been in the building once. I went in the sanctuary, and I left, and it's a storefront, so it's not like this. <laughs> and I went in the back, and they're all kneeling down on metal chairs, and Jerry was there, and he was like, oh, come here. Kneel down with me and pray. Okay. The only prayer I knew, God is good, God is great. Let us thank him for this food in Jesus' name, amen. That's what my parents made us pray before we ate dinner. God is good. God is great. Let us thank him for this food in Jesus' name. Amen. And they're speaking in tongues. I have no idea what that was. And they're in there for one hour. You know, after a few weeks, I started, you know, getting the hang of praying, but I wasn't filled with the Holy Spirit. So I was like, man, I, I want to pray like y'all, man. There's passion in that. There's power in that. And, and brother... Butterfinger came and prayed for us. Call him Butterfinger. Romans chapter 8, verse 26. I want to show you all this. So too the Holy Spirit comes to our aid and bears us up in our 
weaknesses. Hmm. For we do not know what to pray, what what prayer to offer, nor have to offer it worthily as we ought to. But the Spirit Himself goes to meet our supplication and pleads on our behalf with unspeakable yearnings and groanings too deep for utterance. And he who searches the hearts of men knows what is in the mind of the Holy Spirit, what his intent is, because the Spirit intercedes and pleads before God in behalf of the saints according to and in harmony with God's will. Go back to the other verse, verse 26. So too the Holy Spirit comes to our aid and bears up in our weaknesses, for we do not know what prayer to offer nor how to offer it worthily. This is the same word as building yourself up in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. So who's praying there? You are with the Holy Spirit. This isn't, Holy Spirit, go take care of this, because I don't know what to pray. You're involved in this. Can I tell you it takes faith to pray in the Holy Ghost? It takes faith to pray in the Holy Ghost. You know why? Because a lot of people tell you, you're just gibbering. That's the devil. You know, somebody told me one time, well, if it's really the devil, why wasn't I doing it when I was sitting at the bar? <laughs> you know, that's a pretty good thought. Why wasn't I doing that before I got saved? Why only after I get saved do I do that? I thought it was an interesting thing. You see, now we've talked about, about prayer. Throw up Ephesians 6.18. I want to show you this. I've got the slide up there. I don't have it. Pray at all times, on each occasion, in every season, in the spirit, with all manner of prayer and Entreaty. Hmm. To that end, no alert and watch with strong purpose and perseverance, interceding in behalf of all the saints, God's consecrated people. Ephesians 6.18. But I thought I was talking about a life of faith. Yeah, it starts with prayer. It starts with allowing the Holy Spirit to move through me. Listen, having a life of faith and no connection to God is like me turning on the, uh, the, the light switch with no power. Or me coming up here trying to live stream a service when that wire across the road is completely gone. <laughs> There's no internet. It's not going to go anywhere. I say I have faith, but yet I don't do anything with it like James. I'm just a shaker. It's about all I'm good for. What is it going to take for the church to rise up and say, I want to have a life of faith. I want to have power. I want to move in what God said. It's going to take when we get out of our religious mentality and say there is more in this book and I want it. I don't want to fit in. That's right. Amen. No, she's, she's shaking her head back. I don't want to fit in. I've never fit in. Why start the day? You know, the only people I ever fit in with is those crazy Christians when I'd get up there dancing in the spirit, speaking in tongues, having a good time worshiping. That's about the only people I've ever fit in with. Six foot tall, 142 pounds. I was that big. And all I was good at was running. That was it. Girls didn't like me too much. It wasn't until I got into the military and put on a little bit of weight that, you know, I even snagged up my wife. You know, being this big around, it, it just, I wasn't, you know... I was always the outsider. Look, she's, yeah. Right? That's the only time I ever got the cheerleader. She was a cheerleader. Hallelujah. See, I got the cheerleader. You see, but here it is, is I want to have a life of faith, but I won't get out there and I won't push my muscles. 
Just like the song says, if I'd never had a problem, how would I know my God could solve them? How would I know what faith in God could do? What stops us from stepping out saying, God, I want to be used by you? Let me go back. What stops us from stepping out and saying, God, I want to see you use me? What stops us from saying, God, I want to see your miracles around me? I don't want them just to be that preacher man up there. Why don't we say that? Most of us sit in church and we're completely comfortable with watching somebody on TBN or any other Christian TV station and we see all the miracles happening. <gasps> Why can't that happen to me? Why can't that happen around me? Can I tell you it can? All it takes is some time on your knees and a hunger and a desire to see this word fulfilled. I want to see this word fulfilled. You know, I was reading in Psalm chapter 2 the other day, and it says, Ask me for the nations. I said, Lord, I'd love the nations, but really right now, I just want of oils. Just one of oils. Yeah, but the, the word says, ask him for the nations. Oh, I told him, I love the nations, but right now, I just want of oils. Yeah, but that's a crazy statement. No, it's not. It's a truth statement. Why? Because inside of me, I know we're going to take of oils for the glory of God. And it's not just in this church. And he knows my heart as I pray it every week. God, every church that's preaching truth in this parish, let them be overflowing with lost, hurting people and hungry people wanting to know you more. It's a prayer of faith. Going out on the streets and saying, hey, do you know Jesus? I can't do that. Well, remember our memory verse today? You're supposed to be. Guys, a life of faith is not just inside the building. You know, like, for instance, the worship team. If we can't worship here, you can't worship there. If you can't worship when you're at home and nobody is around, you won't worship here. Just think about it. If you won't worship in your room closed up, get on your knees and ball, hands raised, singing, and don't care what anybody thinks you sound like, you're not going to do it here. And you will never, ever do it up here. You know why? Because who you are there is nothing more than an expression. See, here, we are all worshipers outside. You are worshipers outside. Coming together is where we challenge each other and strengthen each other and speak words of encouragement to each other and get another word from the Lord to go out and do what we're supposed to do. But most of us only open the Bible today. This is the only day we ever open it when we're flipping through. Right here. A life of faith is lived every single day, every situation that comes up against you. Well, I don't have enough to eat. Well, then I need to pray harder for food. Or pray harder for money. So I can get some food. Whichever way. You see, it's all about living a life that says, my God is able. I'm not, a, I'm not living in fear anymore. I'm a child of the king. And since I'm a child of the king, I'm going to live like it. Now, does that mean I can pull my debit card out and just spend all his money? No. Not until he gives it to me so I can. There's wisdom involved in that. We can't sit here and do nothing and say, I'm living a life of faith. When was the last time you allowed your faith to be challenged? Oh, well, I've done, no, no. When was the last time you allowed your faith to be challenged? where God was going to push you into a situation that either he could do or it could not happen. 
Most of the time we run from those, don't we? Well, I can't do that. You know, I had, had a preacher years ago say this. this. This guy kept telling me he felt he was called to be an evangelist. He said, oh, okay. When are you going to start preaching? Well, I've been praying. I'm waiting on an RV and uh, six months worth of booking so I can go be an evangelist. What? He said, well, yeah, I got to have an RV so I have a place to live, and I need six months worth of booking so I can have money to come in. He says, well, brother, even the devil would take that deal. <laughs> we, Guys, we've got to be willing to step off. Life of faith is willing to step out. It's willing to step out and say, God, I may not understand everything you're doing, but I know it's you. Because I've spent my time on my knees, I've spent my time in your word, and I trust you. Do you trust him explicitly without reservation? Most of us can't say yes to that completely. Because there's these areas that we still want to be in control. Can I tell you that a life of faith, you are not in control. You are not in control. Well, you know what? Let me back up. Yes, sure, you are in control if you're going to do it or not. If you're going to do it or not. I can go over story after story after story of my life following Jesus. Of it was sink or swim. Sink or swim. Sink or swim. Can I tell you that, you know, the old story is how you teach a kid how to swim. You throw them in the deep end, you know, and, well, we don't want to do that. You know. Let me tell you something. When you're willing to follow God, sometimes you think you're in the middle of the ocean by yourself and a storm's coming and there's nothing that's going to ever save you. But it's those hours of prayer and it's that time in the Word that says, hold on a second. He's the God that calms the storm. Lord reminded me of a story that I think I've told you a couple of years ago. I was in Pensacola. I was in search and rescue school. That's the crazy guys that jump out of helicopters and rescue people in the ocean. I quit that school. They were crazy. And I wasn't quite as crazy. And I had this thing about the ocean. I still, you know, jaws and big fish. And I was trying to break that. Now, I don't know if the sandbars are still there off the coast of Pensacola or not, but what we would do is we'd get our fins on and, and gear because we all, you know, we had snorkels and fins as, as a search and rescue. And we'd get down there and we'd swim and you could follow the current from the beach. There was this, it was real deep and it was dark down there. And we'd get down there and you could follow the currents, man. We'd swim back and forth. And God kept telling me, I want you to go out a little further. Lord, it's dark down there. I don't know what's down there. I want you to go out a little further. Jesus. You know what happened? Is I swam out, I swam out, and all of a sudden I stood up on a sandbar. <laughs> I couldn't see it because the water was covered it. There was a sandbar out there. Sandbar. Can I tell you that it looks like the ocean is deep, but sometimes he puts a sandbar where you need it so you can rest. You see, a life of faith says I'm going to swim out even when I don't know what's out there. But a life of religion says you better stay close to the shore because the current may grab you. Riptide may get you. You see what I'm saying? Religiosity says be comfortable and stay where you are. Let the preacher read the word. Let the preacher preach. Let the preacher do all the praying for you. You see, that's the same thing they told Moses. 
God come down on the mountain and, and he gathered them all up and, and he started to speak in the fire and all that stuff. And he said, whoa, 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 Moses, you go talk to God. But it was after that that they went and made the idols. You see how crazy that is? See, God wants us to be there so he can speak to us, so he can use us, he can be around us all the time. He wants that relationship. That's why he allowed his son to die on a cross so he can have a relationship with you. But we want to take it like a virtual dating relationship. Oh, God's calling. I can't take this right now. I'm going to close that. Yo, put that down. He's going to see. That's how we want it. Guys, being Pentecostal says, I want everything God has, and I want it now. He may not do it now. It doesn't matter to me. I want it now anyways. Being Pentecostal and living a life of faith says, God, your word says this, and I want to see it happen again. Living a life of faith is quoting God's word. Didn't Jesus do that when the devil tempted him? You see, living a life of faith is so much more than just walking around saying, oh, I'm full of faith. It takes work. And there's the other problem. We don't want to work for it. We don't want to work for it. Living a life of faith is so much better. But here's the thing. When, when the disciples were filled with the, with the Holy Spirit, it brought power to them, did it not? And what did the guy that cut the guy's ear off, denied Christ three times, even cursed doing it, what is his first response? The unlearned fishermen. Men of Galilee, let me tell you about the one that you crucified. He walks out into the crowd and begins to preach. Was it 5,000 that got saved the first time and 3,000? Or I always flip them up. His first thing was not to go hide or to go to the temple. It was, I've got this power and I need to go speak it out. So why do we hide? I don't know. I'm going to leave that one to you. So listen, if you're here today, they're going to get ready with something, just some, some soft music. I want to pray for you today. I want to pray for you that, that you, you would allow the Holy Spirit to flow through you. That you would allow the Holy Spirit to, to give you a hunger that says, I'm not satisfied, Lord. I need more of you. I need to learn more of you. I need to understand more of you. Listen, I've, I've been studying in the Word lately more than I have in a long time. Deeper things. Like, like I was reading the other day in the book of Revelation, and now I'm sitting here. I've been, I've been on this, this one thing for about two weeks now, this one phrase. They said every time that, that the angels that fly around his throne constantly says, holy, holy, glory, the elders would get on their knees and cast their crowns. How many crowns do they have? How do they keep doing that? <laughs> Bro, that doesn't mean a whole lot. It does to me. Because every time they do it, and they're doing it all the time, <laughs> I'm like, Lord, this picture don't make sense to me. So I keep asking the Holy Spirit, just, just show me this picture. I, I, I want to grasp the worship around the throne. You know why I'm doing that? Because I know if I can grasp that and apply it here, Oh, man. Do you have that kind of hunger? Do you have that kind of hunger when you're you're reading in the Word and, and you're trying to figure out why He put it the way He did? 
because you want to apply it to your life to bring you to another place with him. Why? Because I want to know more about God. I want to experience more about him. I am not satisfied with this. And I'm telling you that there is more. I have experienced so many crazy things. I've experienced walking into a door, opening the door, and it drops me to my knees because the Spirit of God came out of the building like a smoke. And we came in and sat, and we couldn't even see because of the, the glory of the Lord in the building. I've been in a worship service before. I was outside of the room taking pictures. When the Julie Rogers Theater in Beaumont, Texas, we had a worship service there. And I was going around to get up to take pictures so we could advertise it the second year. And the crew that was working started running frantically. I saw them going by me. I never paid no mind to them. They saw the unsaved people running sound and lighting, saw the clouds set into the building. And they're trying to figure out who turned the smoke machine on and why the smoke detectors aren't going off. Think about that. The unsaved people saw the glory of the Lord settle in over the room. And they're trying to figure out who turned the smoke machine on. We didn't turn any of that on. We're not using that tonight. It's a big theater. Why the smoke detectors ain't going off if we got a fire? Because they don't know any better. But the believers were on their face. Guys, the presence of God picking you up and just plopping you on the ground. There's so much more if we will just say, God, I want it. I don't even need to understand it. I don't need to understand why, why the glory cloud comes in the way it does. I, I don't need to understand that. I just want it. I just want it. Why? Because I want everything that's in his word. I want to see the cloud by day and the fire by night. I want to see Jacob's ladder where the angels are descending and ascending. I want to see those things. I want to see his angels working in the midst. I want to see people raised from the dead. I want to see people saved and set free, and they're looking at like, I don't need to go back. I'm never going back to that. I've watched that. I watched that in Mexico. A group of ladies that their, their job was to make the tomb of the, of, the, um, of the dead, the Day of the Dead celebration that's really big in their uh, Catholic religion down there. And they came from Mexico City, six hours south to Oaxaca, to Temazalapan, and they were making the Day of the Dead tomb. We're having a church service. They're about a mile away, and they get so convicted they had to figure out what was going on. They drove all the way across town. They walked in, and they're sitting there bawling and crying, and we're all praying at the altar for the, you know, the Mexican people. And, you know, and all of a sudden, we're, we're trying to calm them down. And the missionary comes over, and he's talking to them. And he's bawling now. And, and, and you know what they told us? The Spirit of God told us we cannot do this. But this is our job. This is our livelihood. What are we going to do? They'll leave us here, and we can't get home. These were unsaved people. These were artists. <laughs> The Spirit of God convicted them of building a tomb of the day of the dead tomb. So guess what happened? They got saved. We all put some money together and we made sure they got a bus back to Mexico City. And he knew some people there to try to help them get a job. You see, that's the power of God. It's not just about me. It's I want to see it moving. I want to see it moving. And if that's you today that says, you know what, I've got to have more. I want to see it moving through my... I just want you to come find a place... 
I'm going to need some hand sanitizer back there, Chip, if you can grab me some. Because I want to be able to pray for people. And I'm going to put my mask on so I keep social distancing. Yes, sir. Yeah. Thank you. Good to see you, brother. <laughs> I got my sanitizer. I'm going to get my mask. If you want prayer, I want you to get up here today. Come on. First step is the hardest one. Don't matter how old you are either. Say, God, you know what? I know a lot about you, and I've seen a lot of things, but I want more. I want more. I want more. That's what it's all about. I want more. Oh, well, I'll get it later. I'm trying to put it up there so nobody falls on it. Come on, if you're here, I just want you to hurry up and get up here. Come on. Either you want it or you don't. Not something we got to spend an hour thinking about. Drive on in place. In the rain. If you know how to pray in the spirit, I want you to pray in the spirit. Come on. Pray in the Holy Ghost, building up your most holy faith. Praying in the Holy Ghost. Father, we need more of you, God. We need more of you, Holy Spirit. God, we have a hunger, Lord. We know that you are more than enough, but today, God, we're saying we want you to pour out more of you in our life, which will push away the things that have been in our way. Pushing away the things that have been stopping us from going forward. The hindrances that have been holding us back so hard. Today, we say we break them in the name of Jesus, and I want more. I want more. Come on, begin to tell him, God, I break the hindrances in my life right now. I break the things that I have put before you. I break the things that have been holding me back. I break the things in my mind that has been restricting me from just experiencing and following you. Jesus, I break them in Jesus' name right now. Holy Spirit. Jesus. Oh, come on, you. It's going to be interesting. Come on. Just say it. Jesus. I want more. Jesus, I need more. Father, fill them to overflowing. Fill them to overflowing, God. 
Come on, press in with me. Come on. Father, I just release the power of your spirit right now. I break it right now. I chop it down in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, freedom right now. And I release the fire. I release fire right now. Fire right now. Oh, Fire of God right here. I'm only laying hands on people when the Lord says I need to specifically. Come on, just raise your hands and say, God, I want more right now. I want more right now. I want the fire of God. Fire of God in my life right now. More of your fire, God. More hunger for you, God. More of your spirit, Lord. A hunger for your word like never before, Jesus. Mm. I break the hindrances that I placed in the way right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, I break them. Thank you, Father. I release it right now. Jesus, thank you for showing her, Lord, the things that you have for her to do. I thank you that you've given her the, the anointing and the power and wisdom to fulfill those things, God. I thank you, Jesus, for this mighty woman of God. She fulfills your purpose. She fulfills your purpose, God. Mm, and the joy. Father, I just release the joy inside of her because sometimes it feels like so much work. I release the joy of the Lord. The joy of the Lord, I release it. Even though she doesn't see the results, she knows she's doing your will. And there's joy in following your path. Father, I just release it right now. Mm. Yes, so fire right there. Mm. 
Come on, guys, keep praying. Come on, come on. Shatarabasito robo siataramondo si. Hierro si coromondo shiarabasi. Come on. You can get as much praying by yourself as you can with me praying for you, but I want to pray for you anyways. Shatarabasito robo si carriarabasita tapacorabasia. Shandaribiarabasi. Father, I just release strength right now. Strength in the name of Jesus right now. Health into this family. I rebuke the attacks of the enemy with sickness in the name of Jesus, and I command you to go right now. Go right now. I release peace over the home. Peace. And with that peace, Father, come desires you. Father, you said we can release our peace, and I release it right now in the name of Jesus. Father, I release fire. fire in the name of Jesus. Some of you have got just because you stepped forward. Just can't get away. Come on, we gotta walk. We gotta walk. Come on. God says you are worthy to stand on the stage. You are worthy to be up here. Because of him and his blood, you are worthy. You are worthy to complete the calling he has on your life. You are able because of his anointing and his power in your life. But there's nothing you've done in your life or in your past that has made you unworthy to stand on a stage like this in any nation in the world. Don't be afraid of it, but embrace it. Because you get to see all the faces as God is touching their life. They can't hide it up here. You can see it as God's touching them. You can see it in their eyes. They try to hide it, but you can see it. It's not about me being up here. It's about God flowing out, and you see the lives that are changed. It's exciting. It's exciting what God do. You can't see it from there. Come on, let's keep our walk on. Jesus. We got some tissues right there, by the way, too. So, don't forget what God is saying. Jesus, y'all join hands. 
Just bless him, Lord. Bless him, Father. Father. Just health and strength in the name of Jesus. Lord, in a new clarity right now. Clarity of his mind and of his eyes. Clarity right now, God. Refreshing. Hunger. Just releasing it to you right now in Jesus' name. Father, the fire, gifts being burning once again. And I just release peace over the home right now. Jesus name fire just burn fire right now it's gonna be interesting in your presence Jesus Ask him for fire. Say, I want fire. Teach I want the fire, God. I want the fire. The fire just shut up in my bones. God, we release fire today. Fire. Your fire consumes, oh God. Fire consumes, oh God. The streets where we live. Yes, God, right there. 
fire and the Holy Spirit Holy Spirit, fill her. Fill her to overflowing. Fill her to overflowing, God. Go ahead and pray what you hear. It's not English, but it's okay. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to come take your hand, put it right on her chest, and I want you to release the fire. You're releasing the fire. Shatasu koramadasi tobokurabasi tarabata roboshi. Come on, keep praying with me, guys. Come on. All consuming fire. Let the fire fall down on you. Father, just let it go. Jesus. Father, I know there are some that are sick today that are not able to be here. Father, I release a healing to them right now by the power of your Holy Spirit, by your word. I release health into their body right now in Jesus' name. I release it to them, Lord God. Father, I pray that, that there are some that are asking for experiences Lord, as they lock themselves away in their rooms, Holy Spirit, I ask that you would go to them and minister to them as they pray and they study the word. Minister to them, Lord. Allow them to, to feel your presence. And teach them, Holy Spirit. Teach them. 
Jesus. And I bless you. I bless your holy name. But you are so worthy. You are so worthy, oh God. So worthy to be praised, to be loved and adored. We submit our lives to you, God. Submit our lives to you, oh God. Lord, we pray for these things in our lives and in our church so that they might overflow into the community through us. Into the community, God, that those that do not know Jesus as, his, as their Lord and Savior would be convicted and drawn by the Holy Spirit of God and that we might be the tool that is standing there that day to share the love of Christ. Transform this region, God, by the love that you shed out on the cross, that you poured out, God. Pour it out into this region, God, that every church that preaches and teaches truth would see an overflow of people hungry to know more about Jesus. Lord, keep us safe as we travel and as we do the things during this, this time the world calls a pandemic. Lord, we know you're still on the throne and that you still love us and you still care for us. Protect us, oh God, I pray. Hedge your protection around us as we go about and give us wisdom, Lord. As I'm standing here with a mask today preaching the gospel, give us wisdom in when, what to do in all situations. Father, and I bless your people, and I thank you for what you're doing inside of them right now in Jesus' mighty name. If you agree with that this morning, I want you to say amen. Amen. See, guys, that's being Pentecostal. Willing to pray, willing to step out, willing to say, God, I want more even if I got a lot. When to allow the Holy Spirit to use you. Allowing the Holy Spirit to use you. We can't call ourselves full of the Holy Ghost when we won't allow Him to do anything. Won't allow Him to do anything. Listen, before you go to sleep tonight, I want you to pray, God, I want your fire to consume me. Keep praying that. Because there's some fire coming. I can see it. It's coming. There's some experiences you're going to have. So listen, I love you guys. Thank you for being at church today. Hey, Wednesday, we're going to have a great time. How do I know that? Because God's going to be here. That's all that matters to me. There's no such thing as a bad day when I'm following Jesus. I'm in his presence. <laughs> and I'm along with like-minded people that want that as well. It can't be bad. Amen. I love you guys. Thank you all for being here. Thank you for tuning in online. And don't forget, we have the offering trays out there. And not that I'm beating up on offering, but I know that they're outside. And I have to remind you as you go out because of the way we have to do things. Y'all know that. And uh, so listen, keep praying for our family. Keep praying for health. Praying for the nursing homes as well. You know, just pray for our leadership. That, they've never had to go through this, guys. And they're making good decisions and bad decisions every day. You know, and, uh, you know, just <laughs> we all do it. Amen. God bless you. I love you. Hey. Make sure you wear your mask on your way out and stay safe. Amen. See you Wednesday. Bless you.